wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Your work must do the talking for you. Dayolday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is substance is self-evident. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Of course, as usual, in a moment. Now, before we get into that, first of all, let me tell everybody that I have a daily motivation text that I send out for free every single day to everyone who is in my text community. If you would like to receive that daily motivation text guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day, all you got to do is text me at my text number, which is 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number right now because your phone is in your hand. Send me a text right now. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, you We'll be another lucky contestant on that list to receive that daily motivation text. And you can respond to any one of those texts you'll be texting directly with me. That number, again, is down below in the show notes in case you missed it. Now, this topic, substance being self-evident. I was in Clubhouse, which is an audio app, which is a, it's kind of like an app for basically a Clubhouse where much people can gather and it's all audio where people can you know, talk about whatever subjects. And I was in a particular room where the subject was business. And this woman was talking about business and she was asserting that because this woman had apparently exited from a few businesses. In other words, she built up a couple of businesses, then sold those businesses for a profit. And she was asserting that if you have a business that you can't position it to sell it, if you have a business that you can't sell, then it's technically not a business or it's kind of not a real business if you can't sell it. And I've talked about this a couple of times. I've heard multiple people say it, and that is actually not the definition of business. But I get what these people are saying. I get the spirit of what they're trying to say in saying this. And every time I heard people make this assertion, and I've already refuted this in writing multiple times, but I'm going to do it verbally again here today. The actual definition of business is the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce. So you don't have to sell your entity of a business in order to be in business. So I can have a hot dog stand 
And if I sell those hot dogs for the rest of my life, I'm engaging in commerce and I make my living by doing that, then I am technically in business. That is the actual definition of business. And when people phrases like this out here, I know the real reason that they're doing it is not because they're trying to redefine what business is. It's really their way of kind of putting themselves one up on other people who are in the business world. And again, I've written about this extensively. I'm just bringing that up because it ties into the bigger point that I'm going to make here today. Because I sense that sometimes people say things like this so that they can prove their substance as an entrepreneur, because the topic that was being talked about was their entrepreneurship. That was what was being discussed in the room. So this woman was making her point and basically trying to put herself above others who might not have done what she's done so that she could be the you know, quote unquote expert entrepreneur in the room versus others who might be at a different level. So she wanted to show that she was ahead of them. And that's why people should listen to her. Now, I can't read her mind. I don't know if that was really her reason, but I've heard enough people say this and saw enough people do this in the exact same format that that's what led to today's episode, which is not about the definition of a word. But my point today is that if and when you are a person of substance, whatever your substance happens to be, you don't have to wear a sign that says so, nor do you have to or should you ever feel you need to put down others who are not quite in your position or maybe not have your same level of substance in order to prove it. It should be obvious based on your work. It should be clear based on the work that you do without saying anything about anybody else that you are a person of substance. And that's what the discussion is going to be about here today. You'll understand clearly what I mean by this as we get into our point. So let's do that. Point number one. Topic once again is substance is self-evident. Point number one, the word substance is defined as having a tangible, solid presence. That's what substance means. If you are a person with a tangible, solid presence, it will be clear through the things that you do, through the way that you show up and who you are being as a person also, and the results that are produced by the people who you serve. Now, if you're a person of substance in basketball, for example, the basketball players who are following your material, they will be getting better and improving and moving up and ascending in their careers based on what they're learning from you. So I don't have to tell you how much my substance is. Yeah, I will say it's a market and promote and hype myself up. But at the same time, at some point, somebody's going to say, OK, well, let's see the people who you served and let's see who's gotten better based on what you're saying. Because there's one thing when I'm telling you how great I am. There's another thing when other people are telling you how great I am based on the results they got through working with me. See, and so it doesn't mean being a person of substance doesn't mean that you don't share testimonials from the people who you've helped or you don't share the results of what you've done. But it does mean that your work on some level must speak for itself. And if your work speaks for itself, you don't have to say or do certain things, at least not too often, to make sure people understand you're a person of substance. And that's why I brought up the anecdote of this woman in the clubhouse trying to define what it means to be a quote unquote real business. Now, this woman, again, she wasn't explaining to people how to sell a business. That wasn't the subject. The subject, we were talking about entrepreneurship. The thing is, if this woman really knows as much about business and entrepreneurship as she claimed to know, then she wouldn't even need to make that distinction that she did in order to make her point. So she was making that, giving this little anecdote about what makes something a real business to build credibility in herself. My point is, if she actually had credibility, and I hope she does, and if she does have credibility, I mean, she's still alive, I think, she shouldn't need, even need to make a statement like that. Just give us your point. Your points should stand on their own. All right, they should be self-evident and clear. Like, okay, I see how smart this woman is just based on what she's saying. She doesn't have to make a point that kind of 
separates her from others or in it indirectly puts someone down who might not have done what she's done or done it the way that she's did it in order to establish that she's somebody worth listening to. That's really the thing that stuck in my mind when I heard her say what she said. So it doesn't mean, again, you can tell people what you've done, share the results of what you've achieved and show that other people have achieved outcomes through you and your work based on that should speak for itself enough that people will be willing to listen to you. Fact of the matter is everybody is self-promoting these days. Everybody's a self-promoter. It's hard for us to know who to trust and who to believe because everybody's hyping up their stuff. So how do we know who's actually good and who's not? The way we know is at some point, your work must do the talking for you because many people are not going to believe much of what you say. We've been conditioned to not believe most of what we hear other people say and very little of what we see. So if there is substance in what you are saying, then show us the substance, then let the world and the marketplace make their decisions based on that. If there's real substance, then you don't have to keep hyping it up. You don't have to keep telling people you did this or you did that. Let this substance speak for itself. This show right here, I can tell you there's not another show out there in the audio world that comes out every day that is solo that gives the level of substance that I give every single day. But I can tell you that. And you could either believe me, you cannot believe me, but listen to the show. Look around in the app that you're listening to this on. I don't care if you're listening on YouTube, you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Overcast, Blueberry. Find another show that's solo, that's every day, new material every day, and going into substance the way that I do. There is not another one in existence. Now, again, that's me hyping my stuff up. You could call that hyping it up. That's not actually hype. It's actually a fact. If you find one that fits the description of what I do that is similar to mine, name them. Tell me who they are. The marketplace should be able to tell you. And as of this recording, I'm recording this in early April 2022. This show has done over 498,000 downloads so far in the year 2022. So we are just into quarter two of the year. We're already at 498,000 downloads. So we are aiming for, we are aiming at 2 million downloads for this year. Last year we did 1.12 million. So we're going to see if we can get there. It depends on how strong of a quarter two, quarter three, quarter four we do, but we'll see if we can get there. But I'm giving you the substance. I don't have to hype it up. When there's real substance there, the hype will help draw more attention, but the substance is what keeps people around. And I talked about this, and let me tell you what episode that was, because anything that I talk about here, I've talked about it before. So I talked about how to be a person of substance in episode 1286, and also talked about the style and substance match mix for audience building, episode 1620. So listen to those two episodes. Again, that's 1286 and 1620. They are listed down below in the show notes. Point number two, today's topic once again is substance is self-evident. Number two, I heard this guy named Dan Kennedy say that one thing you can use as a litmus test, anytime you are doing business with a person, ask that person before you do business with them, before you sign a contract, before you agree to work with them, before you, you know, do the joint venture, before you announce to your audience that you're working with person X, ask that person, to provide to you three references of people they have previously done business with who are satisfied with what they got from that person and would do business with them again. So if I'm going to do business with you, for example, before we sign a contract, Mr. X and Joe Blow, Jane Blow, uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to provide me three references of people you've done business with in the past who were happy with the business they did with you. And if given the opportunity, they would do business with you again. I need three references before I do business with you. And what Dan's point was when he said this was that anyone who's been in business for any amount of time will be able to provide these references. The only exception would be if somebody's brand new. 
But anyone who's been in business for years should be able to provide these references. If they can't, go the opposite direction. Another thing that one of my early mentors told me when I was getting into the business side of things after basketball is that, Dre, you will know you are good as a professional speaker, for example, not because when you finish your speech, a whole bunch of people clap for you or they want to come take pictures with you when you step off the stage, because those aren't the people who are paying you. So, yeah, that can stroke your ego, but that's not really what matters. The way you know that you're good as a speaker, she told me, was that when there are people in the audience or the person who actually booked you to be there in the first place approaches you and they want to pay you again or pay you, period, to do another speaking gig. So in other words, I'll give you an example. Once I was, I can give you a few examples. Once I was doing a speaking gig in uh, Seattle, I forget the name of the organization. It was a like a health and human services type of organization. I was doing a gig in Seattle and it was an association gig. And the person who was there to be like a moderator to make sure everything ran smoothly, this guy, his name was Jim. He was sitting in the back of the room. He wasn't actually like an attendee. He had an elevated position in the association. So he was just in there just to make sure I had everything I needed. But he was listening to me while I was you know, performing my presentation. It was actually a two-hour workshop that I was doing. And during one of the intermissions of my workshop, Jim approached me. This is probably about maybe 40% through it. He said, look, I am the head of this branch of the association in my state because he was based in Baltimore, Maryland. So this is a national event I was speaking at, but he was the head for the Baltimore chapter. He said, in Baltimore, we have a conference coming up this fall. And what you're talking about is perfect for our conference. Can you come and speak at our conference? I wasn't even done giving my workshop. He already knew he wanted me to come speak at the conference. And we, I said, yeah, just give me your information. No exchange information. He ended up booking me. I ended up going in Baltimore and speaking at their conference. The point being, the substance that I was delivering from the stage got me that next gig. And I, there are other events that I've spoken at one time as an unknown person. I basically sold my way onto their stage. But then because I was good the first time when I was a nobody, then they invited me to come back another time. And that price went up because I'd already proven myself. I talked about this in the episodes on when to raise your prices, episode 1102, that when you prove yourself, then your price goes up once you show people that you can deliver. So when you have substance, the substance will start speaking for itself. It will start producing results on its own. This is the point. And this is what, again, one of my mentors told me. You know that you're good as a speaker when you're getting booked for more speaking gigs based on the last speaking gig, not because somebody wanted to take your picture. See, the people who want to take your picture or shake your hand after you get off the stage, those aren't the same people who can pay you. Not necessarily, at least not for speaking gigs. They can't. So those aren't the people you need to be paying attention to. You need to pay attention to the people who are the decision makers that can actually get you a next booking. In other words, you should be getting future gigs based off your current work. When I was playing basketball, for example, another way of looking at this, you athletes out there, when you're playing on the current team that you're playing for, if you show them that you can play every game that you play in, you should get players from other teams or coaches from other teams coming up to you and saying, yo, who are you playing for next year? Are you going to play for in this next league? Hey, you know that tournament's coming up. You want to play with us? You should get people offering you to come do the same thing for them that they see you doing right now, if you're good. When I was playing basketball, that was one of the things, and this is another thing that I've written about. I've wrote about that in my book, Work On Your Game, that I knew I was getting good at basketball when basketball players would see me play. And then after the game, they would come up to me and say, yo, where do you play? Who taught you how to play? How often do you come out here? Hey, are you playing with somebody in this league over here? What school do you go to? That's when I knew I was getting good when people would start recruiting me to play with them because they saw what I was doing right now. That's when your substance is really producing. All right, you shouldn't have to hype yourself up. Again, you can hype yourself up because it'll draw more attention 
But once you draw that attention, you still got to have some substance. And one challenge that some people have is that they go straight to the hyping themselves up, but they don't have the substance. All that does is speed up your failure because all you do is speed it, which people realize you have no substance. So make sure if you're going to start hyping yourself up, there's some substance behind it because you don't want to basically speed up your own failure, your own demise. Make sure there's some substance first. That's the most important part. So then when people see you, they know they want more of you. You follow what I'm saying here? So you should be getting future opportunities based on the current opportunity. If that's not happening and all you're getting is maybe a round of applause and a handshake and a good game and whatever it is, then maybe what you're doing and the game that you're displaying is not as great as you thought it was. In other words, when you're a person of substance, people will want more of what you're doing without you even telling them that you have more. They'll just want you to come do more with them. When I would play ball, I would go to some court or some park that I had never played at before and play with some guys who never seen me before, never knew me from anywhere. And after we got done playing, they would say, yo, there's a league over here. Like, you know where such and such park is or such and such recreation center is? Like, yo, we need somebody on our team like you. Yo, you should play with us. Give me your number. What's your name? Where are you from? You live around here? That's how I knew I was good when people started asking me things like that. If you're doing a lot of one-off work, meaning you work with somebody one time and you're not getting requests to do more of that same work, then your substance needs work. Not your marketing, your substance. Because whoever you're doing the work for and whoever they tell, whoever they know, whoever sees you doing it, that is marketing in itself. And if that marketing is not producing, then it's something in your substance that is missing. Everybody following me so far? Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is substance is self-evident. Number three, understand that hype and marketing are good tools to leverage. As I've said already, hype and marketing will get people excited. They will draw eyeballs and attention. They will bring new people into your world. And they, again, they generate attention and we are in the attention economy. So drawing attention is a good idea. So do not misconstrue when I talk about attention. It's not a bad thing to draw attention. You should draw attention. So this is a good thing to do. However, once people come into your world, your substance should take over from there because there's only so much hype that you can give somebody before eventually they want to know, all right, is there any meat on these bones? Your substance to take over once you get people to pay attention to you. You should not need to use hype all the time with the same people because people get tired of that and it's not going to keep working. Your substance to keep at least some of them engaged in your world. So being fun, being entertaining, being humorous, all those things are good. But make sure that the hype is not serving as a substitute for substance. You get it? The hype should be a complementary piece to the value and the substance and the meat and potatoes, stuff that sticks to your ribs, so to speak. I've been on the inside of many programs of people who are known to those on the outside, people known for marketing themselves and hyping themselves up and selling on excitement. But let me tell you something. When you get on the inside of these people's programs, at least the ones that are good, uh, there is much less hype than there is serious substance for the people who are able to stick around for some time. You stick around inside the programs of people who you might know as hype artists, who they, they hype their stuff up and get everybody all excited about what they're doing. There's substance going on on the inside once you get on the inside. So don't think that it's all hype just because that's what you see from the outside. Hype is what people need to kind of get people excited and grab the attention of the browsers. But once you get people on the inside, the buyers on the inside, that's when the substance comes in. All right. That's when the meat and potatoes comes in. It's the same thing that I've told you when it comes to selling. You want to sell people to get into something you got to hype them up and you tell them about the outcomes and the results that they're going to get and how they're going to feel so great at the end of it and all that. Then once they get in, then you got to tell them the real about, OK, here's what it's really going to take to get that result. See, it's one thing 
that, all right, yeah, you're going to get this result. You're going to feel great. You're going to look great on the beach and you're going to have six pack abs and you're going to lose 30 pounds. But now let's talk about what is actually going to be required for you to look great on the beach and have six pack abs and lose 30 pounds, because it's not going to be just I snap my fingers and it happens like you saw the before and after Instagram picture. You got to actually come to the gym. You got to work out. You got to follow this diet plan. You got to drink this much water. You got to get this much sleep. You got to throw away all those Oreo cookies and sodas that you got in your kitchen. You got to get rid of all that stuff. Or here's the meat and potatoes of how it works. So I didn't tell you about this in the sales pitch, but here's the meat and potatoes of what we really got to do. All right, that's the substance. Everybody following me? I told you all the story of when my first experience in network marketing, I joined this network marketing program when I was in college and they tell you about you know, how you can make this money and make money passively and make money while you're sleeping and how easy it is to do the program. All you got to do is tell people about it, et cetera, et cetera. Then when I got into the training, after I joined, at the beginning of the training, this guy named Tony, the trainer, and one of the first things he said was, this is sales. They never said anything about it being sales at the hotel meetings. But when you got in there, they told you, this is sales. I want y'all to understand what you really got into here. The whole point being, that's the substance. All right, that's the part that either is going to get you to leave or is going to make you stick around, but that's the part you really need to know about. And understand that substance needs to be self-evident, meaning the people who are willing to show up for the substance part, those are the people who will get the results. People who only showed up because of the hype part, well, yeah, they'll sign up, but they won't show up. And there's a difference between signing up and showing up. All right, everybody understand? I think I did an episode on this. Actually, I know I did an episode on it. But the key to lost opportunity is showing up unprepared. I talked about this in episode number 429. And let me see if I can find that episode. I'm going to have to grab it. Maybe I'll mention it in tomorrow's episode. But there is a difference between signing up and showing up. I know I've talked about it here on the show. I'm not finding the episode right now while I'm speaking. But just keep that in mind. All that being said, let's recap today's class, which is substance is self-evident. The point of today's episode is that when you are a person of substance, you don't have to announce that you're a person of substance. It should be obvious based on the work that you do. Point number one, substance is defined as having a tangible, solid presence. If you are this, it will be clear in your work, how you show up, who you're being, and the results of the people that you are serving. Since everybody is self-promoting these days and nobody knows who to trust and who to believe, your substance is really what does the selling for you, even though you might think it's the hype that's doing the selling. It's actually the substance. Point number two, a guy named Dan Kennedy said, one thing you can use is a litmus test. Anytime you're doing business with a person or before you do business, ask them to provide three references of people they've done business with in the past who are satisfied and would do business with them again. One of my business mentors early on told me, Dre, you know you're good as a speaker when you get off the stage and people are offering you more speaking gigs, not handshakes and asking to take a picture, but offering you another speaking gig. In other words, the work you're doing now should provide enough substance that people want you to do more of that work. When I was playing balls the same way, you get off the court. People should be coming up to you and asking you to play on their teams because they saw how good you were for the team you're on right now. You're a person of substance. You should be getting asked to do more of the same thing you are already doing. Point number three, hype and marketing are good tools to leverage. Are they draw attention? They're good things to use and you should use them. But substance should be enough to keep people engaged once they come into your world. Hype alone is like eating candy. You cannot sustain a diet of candy. That candy is fun every now and then and it draws attention. It's good on Halloween. But you can't build your whole nutritional food pyramid around candy. It got to be based on some meat and potatoes. There is much less hype once you get on the inside of the game than it is on the outside of the game for people who are going to stick around and actually get results. All that said, two things for you to do. First of all, text me to get my daily motivation every day straight to your phone for free. My number is 305-384-6894. And secondly, you're ready to work with me one-on-one. Join my Bulletproof Mastermind or my third-day mastermind. The third day is one-on-one Bulletproof Mastermind. It's my group coaching program. 
We work on your strategy, accountability, execution, all starting with the foundation of your mindset for how you're running your business, your personal life, and getting all of that to work towards, streamline towards the way you're showing up professionally. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge, 305-384-6894.